Hi, everyone. I'm Heather May Pustai, and you're listening to The Science of Social Media, a weekly social media podcast from Buffer, covering all the latest stories, insights, experimentation, and learning to help you and your brand succeed online. Welcome to episode 162. I'm Dave Chapman, and in this week's episode, we're discussing a handful of ways to measure social media attribution. Seeing the impact of your social media marketing is more and more important these days. We're going to show you how to track everything so you can show the impact you're having and see what channels work in best. Attribution can be a tricky science, so we're hoping to give you some clear and actionable tips to start measuring attribution today. Whether you're looking at running some robust campaigns or if you're wanting to measure the impact of some quick experiments, we've got you covered. Come learn the social media attribution basics so you can get these working for you today. A warm welcome to the show, everyone. Let's kick it off. The average consumer comes in contact with a brand six times on average before they make a purchase. So how can you know which of those touch points deserves credit for the sale? This is where attribution comes in. Attribution is very close to another key social media metric, ROI. You probably hear about ROI more often, so why is that? Well, it might be that attribution is even trickier to measure than ROI, if you can even believe that. If attribution is like hunting a white whale, then attribution might feel like looking for Bigfoot. Except we're pretty sure attribution does exist. So maybe we should begin with defining each term and the differences between them. ROI stands for return on investment. It's a dollars and cents measure of how much you earn based on how much you spend. There are related terms here too, like ROAS which stands for return on ad spend. In either case, these are measuring your earnings. Attribution is subtly different. Rather than measuring how much you earn, attribution refers to a desired outcome you're hoping to achieve. So for instance, ROI would measure revenue, whereas attribution measures a purchase or a web visit or maybe even a download. With attribution, you're basically working backwards from an event like a purchase or a sign-up and figuring out what channel or channels get the credit for that event. We'll be focusing on attribution in this episode, but it can get a bit muddled along with ROI. We'll do our best to keep it all clear. So attribution comes in a few different flavors. You have last touch attribution, first touch attribution, and even multi-touch attribution. We'll link to a few different resources in the show notes to help you explain these concepts because it can get very complicated very fast. Essentially, first touch attribution gives full attribution credit to a person's very first interaction with the brand, regardless of how many touch points occurred after the fact. If someone sees an ad on Monday and then signs up after a Google search on Friday, it's the Monday ad that gets all the credit. Last touch attribution is the inverse. The very last touch point gets full credit. So if you see an advert on Monday and then sign up after a Google search on Friday, it's Google that gets the full attribution. And we found that last touch attribution is the easiest to measure and is a great starting point if you're just getting your feet wet with social media attribution. However, these single touch measurements won't show you the complete customer journey like multi-touch attribution can. The only problem is that multi-touch attribution is hard and it requires a series set of marketing data ops. For this reason, we won't go too deep into multi-touch attribution, so we'll save those details for another episode. But just to give you a taste, here are a few of the models that you should consider with multi-touch. Linear which measures all the touch points and assigns equal value to everyone. U-shaped, yes, U-shaped, which gives 40% to the first touch and 40% to the last touch, and then the remaining touch points share the final 
and then time decay, which gives more weight to touch points closer to the final conversion event and less weight to those at the very beginning of the journey. We'll share some quick ideas and tools for multi-touch towards the end of the episode. But for now, let's transition from models into the specific tactics for measuring some of this. We'll start with a few of our favorite scrappy ideas, some of which you might already be trying. The first is UTMs. Ah, yes, UTMs. UTMs are the extra parameters that you can attach to links so that you can track your traffic from specific sources, mediums, and campaigns. If you've seen a funky long URL with question marks and ampersands in it, then you've probably seen a link with UTM parameters. UTMs appear in your Google Analytics report and you can see your traffic broken down by all the different UTM parameters that you use. So let's say you're running a social media campaign about how dogs rule and cats drool. You can add a UTM campaign tag of dogs rule to all the links you share on social media. And then when you hop into Google Analytics later, you can see the exact traffic impact of this campaign. Yes, there will still be the referral traffic section in Google Analytics that counts your social media traffic in aggregate. But with UTMs, you can also drill down into UTM campaigns to see the total clicks from your specific dogs rule links. If you have goals set up in Google Analytics, you can then see the attribution to things like signups or downloads or purchases. If you have revenue numbers attached, you can even get the full ROI picture. The same goes for tools like Mixpanel or Looker or any other analytics software that you use to track results. Now with UTMs, you're typically going to be getting last touch attribution. So here's how the tech works. The UTM parameter is added to the browser in a cookie. And if a person clicks on a link with a certain UTM, then clicks on a second link with a different UTM, the second UTM is the one that will get credit. And of course, if somebody clears their cookies or has cookies disabled, then the UTM attribution won't work at all. There are some tools that track the first click also. They call this the pancake stack, first click and last click. You'll want to check with your analytics provider or your data team to see exactly what you're tracking. If you're looking to add UTMs to your social media links, there are a bunch of easy ways to do this. First, you can do it manually by typing in the parameters at the end of your URL. These are UTM underscore source equals sign, then the name of your source, UTM underscore medium equals sign, and then UTM underscore campaign equals sign. Now, additionally, we add these for you automatically with the buffer product. On our paid plans, you can even customize the text here too. So if you click on a buffered link, you'll be able to track exactly what kind of attribution it brought you. Okay, next up for quick attribution tactics is how do you hear about us surveys? These are gonna be so much easier sounding than UTMs. All you need for this form of attribution is a simple survey placed after the event. For example, we recently implemented this within our Buffer signup flow. When you sign up for Buffer, we ask you a few questions, including how did you hear about us? The options for us are family, friend, or work colleague, Google search, online advertisement, blog post, social media post, and other. And with this data, you can then see exactly which sources send you the most attribution. We tend to think of the how did you hear about us as first touch attribution, though it does remain a bit open to interpretation. At Buffer, social media accounts for our third biggest attribution source at 10% of signups. Our top two are Google searches and word of mouth. Generally speaking, you could expect a certain margin of error in the survey results from people giving random answers or clicking incorrectly, but still it's useful data to know. Okay, another quick shortcut you can take is to use bit.ly URLs to track attribution. These can help measure ballpark attribution numbers, especially when it comes to the middle of the customer journey. 
Let's say you're wanting to see how many people came to your site from the link in your Instagram bio. Well, you can hide UTM parameters within a shortened link and then go to your Bitly dashboard to see some robust stats about clicks and timing. This can become especially useful when you're using a single Bitly link across multiple channels because Bitly will give you the conversion by channel. It's a real-time view of your stats versus a bigger dashboard like Google Analytics that excels at looking at previous days and macro views. Okay, so we've touched on some of the most straightforward ways to add attribution to a social media mix. Let's take a quick music break and then wrap up with some of the more robust options and tools out there. Welcome back. We've touched on some quick ways to get started with attribution, including adding UTMs to your links, putting surveys onto your website, or using Bitly to track click performance. These are great for single touch moments of attribution. But what if you wanted to try multi-touch and to really go for it? There are a couple of ways to get moving towards this. The first is to find a tool that will help you track the data and then place it into a multi-touch model for you. Here's a few ideas of what tools to try. Visible, this tool specializes in end-to-end marketing attribution. It was acquired by Marketo last year, so it has a ton of resources behind it. It's one of the biggest and best tools out there for attribution. It's not cheap, and you will need to hop on a demo call to get pricing, but it is an awesome solution, especially if you're wanting to integrate with a CRM like Salesforce. In addition to Visible, there are also tools like Impact and the appropriately named Attribution. Also, some of the major networks like Facebook and Google have their own attribution products that can help with multi-touch attribution. Facebook attribution covers all the different touch points that your user might go through in the Facebook network, which includes organic and paid on Facebook and Instagram, plus any placements on Facebook's audience, network, and messenger. Google's attribution solution is now built right into Google Analytics, so you can build your attribution model right in there. The other way to look at multi-touch modeling is to be consistent with the way that you model and track your social ads. This can be a huge component of the marketing journey for some brands, so it's important to get those settings right. Specifically, you'll want to look into the attribution windows for your ads, and you can do this right in the ads manager for all social networks. Generally speaking, there are three types of attribution windows for these ads. Engagement windows, click windows, and view windows. And this means that if you were to set, say, a seven-day click attribution window, then the ad value would take credit for the conversion for anyone who converted within seven days after clicking the ad. There are a lot of different ways to set up these windows. Pinterest alone has 24 different options for you. The key is that you want to be comparing apples to apples so that you can easily compare the effectiveness of each channel. That's a great tip. And I just love that there's so much flexibility and different options that you can really implement there. Okay, so one of the best places to start is with a seven-day click attribution window. This can be the same across all of your social channels, and you can start here and then tweak and adjust the window over time once you kind of start seeing results. Of course, it goes without saying, in order to get value from attribution, it's important to know what your social media goals are. And since attribution is based on the events and behaviors that you want to drive, then you need to know what those events and behaviors are. We've seen a ton of great examples of the different ways that brands are measuring their social media impact. When you have revenue and attribution modeling in place, you can find some really cool insights. Here are just a few stories that eConsultancy shared in a recent blog post. KLM looked at sales generated from customers who visited their site directly from social media and found that these customers contributed 25 million euros in their sales. 
made.com compared the average order value of people who went to their site from social and their site average, and their social media fans spend on average 4% more per order. And InContact trained half of their sales reps on social selling and found that these sales reps had a 160% bigger sales pipeline and achieved 250% more revenue than those without. Wow, that's really huge numbers. It's important to remember that when you use social media as an engagement and brand building channel, you might not generate many leads or sales directly from social media, but you would indirectly. We're hopeful that these attribution ideas might give you a sense of how well social media impacts those indirect leads and sales, and that setting up attribution can help you know your channels better. Thank you so much for tuning into the Science of Social Media today. As always, we deeply appreciate your kind ratings and reviews on iTunes. If you'd ever like to get in touch with myself or Dave, we're always here for you on social media at the hashtag BufferPodcast. And you can also send us an email anytime at hello at Buffer.com. We have loads of great episodes lined up for you in the next couple of weeks. Looking forward to next Monday, everyone. <laughs>